All right, well, let's, um, as we uh, continue on in 1 John uh, this morning, um, what we'll do is a quick review. This is where you guys participate, and uh, we'll, we'll uh, limit that to a few minutes, and then we'll, we'll go on. My uh, task is to get through uh, chapter 2, verse 7 through uh, 27. So uh, let's open up in uh, prayer. Dear Lord, uh, Father, you are so gracious to us, uh, and you meet our every need, uh, including providing your word. Uh, so, Father, as we study this morning uh, the Apostle John's letter uh, to the saints at Ephesus, uh, Father, uh, clear our minds of um, uh, even the nice weather uh, which we welcome uh, that we might uh, focus as a group and sharpen each other uh, as we study your word. Uh, Father, be with us. Uh, give us wisdom and discernment. Uh, and we uh, pray to you in the name of our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay, so here's the review time. Uh, last week, Matthew uh, introduced that First uh, uh, John. Um, you know, he mentioned that it's a little different uh, than some of the other epistles uh, and that it doesn't have the uh, typical uh, greeting. Uh, but uh, what uh, shotgun, any order, what do we remember uh, from last week? <laughs> you're, you're exempted from answering. Yes. Yes, good. And what was the unique uh, sensory word that uh, typically doesn't show up? And maybe why was that there? Yes. I think it was hand, handling in uh, the New King James. Uh, and, and this will carry out in the second chapter, but uh, Pastor Kerr pointed out kind of the context uh, for this letter is that there were some errors being uh, addressed, and that specific handling uh, was one of the errors uh, that was addressed. Okay, uh, good. What else? This side, pressure. Anybody? Bueller, Tim? Right. And what was uh, what, one of the attributes we uh, talked about again that, uh, uh, you know, we asked ourselves, how does this relate to the fellowship, that uh, physical? But, you know, oh, something else is good.
Right, we, we did talk uh, a lot about that relationship between uh, salvation and works. Uh, and and uh, Matthew, maybe you can help me. I, there's a saying that uh, I always found helpful uh, regarding that uh, situation. It was um, saved, uh, uh, saved alone by faith, but a faith that saves is never alone. as a result of, um, And now here's, here's a little bit of the extra uh, credit. Uh, uh, Matthew a little bit ran out of time and he wanted to cover two concepts, uh, propitiation and uh, joy. Uh, so because it's already quarter of, if I run out of stuff, uh, we will maybe circle back and talk about, you know, what, what that is and how we how that manifests uh, uh, for us. But for now, I need uh, three readers to, um, and, and there's a purpose for the three, to get through seven through 27. So could I have uh, three uh, volunteers? And the first section will be uh, seven through 11. So who would like to read seven through 11, Mike? Yes, First John chapter 2. That's right, you were uh, not here last week. You were recovering, so we're glad to see you. Uh, another volunteer? Okay. Um, uh, 12 through 17. And, and Ronnie, I saw your hand up if you'd like to read uh, 18 through 27. So let's go, we'll, we'll just uh, read through the whole uh, chapter. Uh, so whoever, Mike, go ahead, start us off.
Thank you. Uh, so uh, Matthew, um, in, uh, when he introduced this, uh, he talked a little bit about the context. And what uh, Ronnie read in the end kind of covered uh, the two important uh, things to understand. Uh, otherwise, when you read some of these things, you might misinterpret what John uh, means. Um, we, we talked about one of them uh, being error. Uh, and it, as uh, Ronnie just read uh, in uh, 26, I write these things about those who are trying to deceive you. So that talks to the purpose uh, of that letter. Uh, but the other thing that's important is that he's writing to believers. Uh, and we'll talk about why that's important as we come across. Very interesting uh, letter. Uh, and I wrote down some of the unique uh, uh, phrases or words or ideas uh, that are introduced uh, in, in this, well, maybe not exclusively uh, this chapter. Uh, but uh, some of the phrases, um, let's see. Uh, the uh, love of God is used in there a couple of times. Uh, the idea of the last hour, uh, that's always an interesting topic. Uh, Antichrist uh, and Antichrists. Um, an anointing. So as we go through these various sections, uh, we'll kind of hit on what these things mean uh, for us. Uh, one other aspect that uh, Matthew mentioned, and this certainly seems to be appropriate here, he compared John's style of writing with Paul's very logical writing. So what, what did, what did uh, Pastor Kerr say about uh, the style or approach uh, that uh, John seems to use, you know, possibly as compared to Paul's typical uh, approach. You guys remember? Yes. Yes, yeah, so, yes, that idea that there are uh, pauses and, you know, visiting uh, a topic and circling back uh, around and, and at least on first appearance, and I think second appearance, that is, <laughs> that's true. This was a fascinating uh, uh, thing to prepare for, uh, which was a blessing. Um, I also, before I forget, uh, for those of you who may teach uh, Sunday school or in the summer session, uh, when the families, we like the families to teach, uh, I uh, commit to you our confession of faith in the catechism, and here's the reason why. So if you end up covering scripture, don't forget to look at that and find out, it's very easy uh, to find out where the scripture that you're studying is cited in what we believe. So it's just a, a great resource. Uh, obviously commentaries can help, and I've, uh, I, I got uh, a few from Matthew, uh, but uh, going through scripture, it's always helpful to figure out where is that a proof text uh, for something that's in our uh, confession. And I'll try and point, there's a lot of them in First John, and I'll uh, try and point some of those out. Um, docetism is one of the uh, topics or errors that John was addressing. Does anyone know what docetism is? And the other Gnosticism. Yes. Yes, that's right. Um, so the uh, the idea is that he just uh, appeared. 
you know, God just appeared to be in the flesh, but wasn't really uh, flesh. Uh, and as Matthew pointed out, not the case uh, even today. Uh, God's at the right hand uh, in the flesh. How about Gnosticism? Does anyone uh, know what Gnosticism, what, what error uh, that is? Frank? Uh, yes, that's one, you know, kind of an exclusive, that's one aspect. Um, but the, uh, here, I'll, I'll uh, uh, give a hint. Yes. So the idea is that I know and you uh, don't. I, I'm, I'm enlightened uh, and you are not. And that is the ticket to salvation, uh, not God's uh, calling and, and uh, gift to us. So, the, yes. Boy, I, I don't know. I haven't uh, studied that. Yes. Uh, good, thank you uh, for that. Uh, one of the other key phrases in all of this is that word uh, uh, gnosis, uh, I guess, it's to know. So uh, we're going to see a lot of uh, what, what you know as a believer versus what they think they know, uh, people that are erring. So, you know, the K-N-O-W shows up uh, a lot in this letter. So let's, let's uh, take the uh, section uh, that Mike wrote, or uh, read, uh, 7 through 11. Uh, so right off the bat in this section, uh, there's an, an, an apparent uh, conflict here. In looking at verses 7 and 8, what is the, uh, the, the, the wordplay or the idea that seems to fly in the face? Right, right. So, you know, as soon as uh, I got this assignment and read, I thought, oh, great. You know, I hope it gets easier uh, 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 than this. Uh, but so let, let's uh, pull that string. What does he say is the, uh, I, he, he says, I don't give you a new commandment, 
I give you an old commandment, and, and you know, how does he finish that off? And what is, what is that not new commandment? Yeah, so it's, it's, it's the word. Uh, and, and there's some uh, time reference here. What, what is the time reference? Oh, no, I'm, I'm in uh, verse 7, you know, verse 7 and 8. It's this, it's this thing that you've known about from the beginning. Uh, and that from the beginning, uh, you know, has, what, is that, what does that mean? Uh, what are the possibilities? What, is it, what does it sound like from the beginning? What's one interpretation of from the beginning? Right, creation, the, the, the beginning, beginning. Uh, but what uh, could another uh, interpretation be? These are uh, for uh, believers. John is an elderly man. I think, I think he maybe said in his uh, 70s he's uh, talking to believers. Uh, so what is the other reference point for the beginning? Right, right. This could be Christendom from the beginning of Christendom, i.e. Uh, uh, Christ. Um, and, and we need some more context to uh, talk about this. Um, the, uh, th that phrase uh, in the beginning is used several other times, which, uh, you know, when you're looking at a letter, uh, you know, probably isn't uh, fail-safe, but uh, uh, comparing it with how the author uses that similar phrase can uh, give you hints on uh, what he thinks. And, and there is difference uh, of opinion here, uh, but uh, most feel uh, that they're talking about their experience as uh, believers in Christ. You know, what you have heard, the gospel, uh, what you have heard about uh, Christ. Um, uh, now, in verse 8, uh, and, and I'm sorry, Ronnie, you were talking about that, uh, the rest of that time frame of uh, passing away. Uh, so what is uh, introduced in verse 8, kind of the, the flip side of this? Yeah, the, the right the uh, the idea. You know how let, let's let's figure this out or talk about how can that word of Frank was that you? Go ahead. Okay. So what is going on if this uh, same idea is old and new? How can it be something you've known? And how can it be something uh, that is new? And and why what what is pass why is that passing away? What's the, what's the difference here? Yeah. And and what else is changing? When, when, when you know Christ, what happens? Yeah, you, you know, Bill uh, said, you've got a new life. So the thing that God is changing is us. 
so uh, that's new uh, because as we uh, are sanctified, uh, that's something that's changing. Uh, we're, we're loving more. Uh, prayerfully, we're shining more light here. So the thing that changes isn't God. God's the same. Uh, we're the ones uh, in a good way, prayerfully, uh, that's changing. Okay, let's uh, move on. Uh, now John kind of gives uh, an application here or a uh, uh, a study of what we're seeing. So in verse uh, 9 uh, through 11, uh, there are examples given, uh, and there are three of them. What's the first example? Yes, a negative example. Right, and this is specifically uh, addressing uh, the Gnostic idea of, you know, I know and you don't. I am enlightened. And it turns out uh, what John is saying is their walk uh, didn't match uh, their belief. So the light that the Gnostics felt they had was actually a train in the tunnel uh, that they were seeing. That's... <laughs> It's not the light they were uh, claiming. Uh, how about the second example? So the first was a negative example. How about this one? Right. So, uh, and what is the latter part of that phrase? Someone read verse uh, 10. Right. Yeah, and, and, and you know, that's that idea of uh, if you uh, are uh, saved and a light, your works will uh, show that. Now, what about this idea, uh, quickly, of stumbling? You know, there will be no cause for stumbling, no cause for stumbling. So good, good question. Um, it, in this case, it more refers to the individual than being an offense, uh, you know, for example, uh, to another brother. But the, I think the important idea, yeah, Frank. Yeah, the idea, you know, the, the, the point is light is not going to be inducing error. That's what stumbling around in the dark uh, uh, does. So, yeah, let's, so let's go to the third. Yeah, someone want to read uh, verse 11 real quick? Whoever 
Yeah, so there's the idea of the consequence uh, of this. Uh, and not only are you in dark, you do dark things, and you have no clue. Uh, you're aimless. You can't even see uh, God. It's not even a choice uh, for you. Uh, you're aimless uh, is, is the point of that uh, example. Uh, before we uh, move on, um, in our uh, corporate confession, and forgive me, I didn't uh, have a chance to uh, look up which one it was, uh, and, and maybe someone can help me out, but one of those, we pray that we would hate our sin. Uh, and and the, really the question, I know I'm... Uh, Am I? Yeah. Uh, convicted, uh, if, if I remain in an area of sin, do I really hate it? Uh, wh what do you guys think about that? Do you, what, what is the confession that talks about... Uh, yeah, I'm sorry to put you or anyone else uh, on the spot. Uh, yes. <laughs> so apparently I'm incredibly unresourceful. Uh, yeah, so there's this, yeah, Dave. Yeah, thank you, uh, David. Um, uh, what I want to do is uh, next. Any, any other questions on that first set of scripture, Frank? Yes, otherwise you're, you, it doesn't even occur to you uh, that you are uh, uh, in sin. Uh, but the idea yet remains, and this is one of the challenges for all of us, uh, we know that we're not perfected or complete on this earth. You know, we all struggle uh, in spiritual warfare, flesh uh, against the spirit. Uh, it, I, it, perhaps it's a confession uh, of my own regarding the confession. When I read that, uh, you know, I, I always uh, think to myself, you know, I must not be, and this is why we have to pray about it, uh, for God to help us, help us with our faith, help us hate that sin. Because by my life, it, it kind of looks like I must like it. Yes? We're going to talk about this a little bit later. It's more than just the word. Uh, the spirit has to help us uh, apply that because there's plenty of people that can read it and yet not have eyes to see. Yes?
Yeah, so um, what, one of our uh, catechism questions, you know, ask that question, what is sin? Uh, it's, it's any want of conformity to God, uh, God's decrees or laws, uh, and then the flip side of that, so it's not doing what he says or doing what he don't says. Have I, yeah, yeah, what he says not to do. So there's, there's two definitions uh, of that. But the idea that, well, it's not sin to me, but uh, it clearly is uh, either specifically something that God says, he identifies it, and, you know, don't, don't do that. Um, you know, that's a problem with our hearts. We're, you know, sometimes we're, we're blinded and we rationalize our behavior and says, well, that's, that's okay. Or maybe I'm not the worst one or, uh, at that. Does that, am I, am I missing the intent of your question? And that, there might be a difference of sensitive consciences as well. Paul talks about that in Luther. Right, being an offense or a, a, a stumble. Yeah, and that's the key point is the standard. And, and in our society today, uh, the, you know, the wonderful thing about standards is there's so many of them. Uh, you know, we have one that doesn't change, and sometimes we don't believe it. You know, we don't act like we have uh, the, the standard. Yes? We talk about...
Yeah, that's a great word picture. Uh, Dave, did you uh, have some? Um, I, I see um, that uh, I'm failing miserably in managing time, so I want to look at the next section of Scripture. And this is one of those, uh, what appears to be a, uh, a right or a left turn. Uh, so uh, I'm talking about 12 uh, through 17. So this, uh, this section, um, I, get, I, get, I think, Frank, you were uh, reading. Uh, let's take a look at this quickly. What are the things we notice uh, in terms of structure or audience here in, in 12 through 14. This is kind of the first part of the uh, turn uh, that uh, John is making. Who, who, who are the who in, in these uh, scriptures? Right, so there's the structure. Uh, interestingly, uh, there is a difference in the tense of the verb uh, to write. Uh, but uh, as I, in my study of that, uh, that appears to be stylistic uh, or uh, not terribly significant. So I wasn't able to find anything that said, ah, the difference between I write to you and I wrote to you uh, or uh, I am writing and I uh, write to you uh, doesn't appear to be uh, significant. Uh, so let's talk about the subject. Uh, what is associated with each of those audiences? And then we're going to figure out uh, who are these uh, because there are different thoughts here uh, as well. Uh, so uh, who is he, uh, what's he telling the little children? Right, so if, if we look at each repetition, let's state what's in there, right? So your sins are forgiven, you have known the Father. Uh, fathers, um, you have known him from the beginning, and that's repeated verbatim. Uh, young men, uh, you've overcome the wicked one, you're strong, the word abides, uh, abides in you, you have overcome uh, uh, the wicked one. So uh, are, let, let's talk about this just a little bit. Are these... Uh, different people that he's addressing, or uh, all of us, just to narrow down two of the probably more than that choices that uh, commentaries tend to come up with. Frank. Uh, right. Um, and that, uh, let me go to my note just to, any, any other thoughts on that, but to get to the punchline, uh, there are differences of, of opinion that he's writing literally to if you're a father or if you're a young man or if you're a small uh, child, little children. Uh, but uh, the predominance uh, holds that view that this is one group of Christians and he's describing that group 
uh, in their different uh, you know, phases of uh, maturity. Uh, some of the evidence of that, uh, little children is a phrase that's uh, used uh, previously and in subsequent chapters uh, uh, that's you know, apparently talking to all of us. Uh, and you can see kind of the attributes of uh, those that are uh, most mature in their faith, uh, those that are you know, in the heart of spiritual warfare, the young men um, uh, and, and the children. Interestingly enough, the first, uh, it, this was in uh, Matthew's in uh, chapter one or perhaps uh, the beginning of chapter two, the first issue he dealt with was sin and getting that uh, fact down that we, we all uh, uh, do that. So uh, that was addressed to everybody uh, as well. Um, now, uh, what I want to do is kind of uh, set that, uh, what, what's the purpose? Why is he uh, you know, writing to them in this way? So Shaq, and, and by the way, that strength, he talks about the word, that's not a, uh, you know, physical strength that he's talking uh, about. Yes? Yeah, I, I th this seems to be more um, figurative uh, than literal. There may have, you know, he, it, interestingly, when he says, hey, we've seen, we've heard, he uses the term we. So this wasn't John saying, I have handled and seen and heard. He said we. So there may have been some uh, that, that knew Christ. I don't know. Um, Chris, you... 
Yes, right, right. Chris, you, you had the... as the most mature. I, I wanted to pick up, and, and I'm going to move this along, so I apologize if, uh, if you raised your hand and I didn't see you. But uh, Mike used the word encouragement. Uh, so uh, I mentioned, and Matthew before me mentioned, that one of the contexts of this letter is this is to believers. Uh, but you'll notice right before this address, it's pretty harsh. Uh, you know, he's talking about, hey, if you do this, you're good, or, or if you don't do this, you're bad. If you do this, you're good. If you don't do this, uh, you're bad and hopeless. So uh, one of the thoughts is that in case uh, some of these believers begin to doubt themselves, the point of this kind of parenthetical from his message is to encourage uh, these believers uh, not to so doubt. That's not uh, his intent. So this is actually a, you know, the coach's speech uh, to these guys. Uh, um, so it's meant to be an encouragement. That was uh, kind of one of the uh, points there. Um, moving on uh, to 15 through 17, uh, which is the flip side of this, what was first an encouragement. This is kind of, uh, but don't think that you're not accountable uh, and you don't have responsible uh, responsibility here. Uh, what is the point of 15 through 17? Kind of the admonition. Right, and, and what are they, this is uh, uh, one of those phrases that repeats itself. Uh, this scripture says, these things are not of uh, God, uh, this world. So the, the word that's used in the Greek uh, when it talks about the world is cosmos. And cosmos has uh, various uh, definitions. Uh, one of them is creation. Uh, another one is the idea of uh, mankind. Uh, but the third uh, definition of cosmos is what's referenced here because it kind of has those ethical implications. Uh, some call it the world system. So this is the part of uh, man that has gone away and rebelled uh, against God. So that uh, is the reconciliation of, well, how can the creation or the world 
be not of God. God is the creation uh, of all things. But this is talking about uh, that part of the world system uh, that rebels. Uh, so any uh, comments on that? Yes, Mike. Yes, let's talk about that. Right, I saw that it was good, or it was pleasing uh, to the eye, uh, the forbidden fruit. Yeah, and, and the, the, you know, he, he says in the uh, first 15, he says, do not uh, love the world or the things in the world. And then he defines these are the things in the world, and he, and he gives these three buckets of uh, badness, uh, of sinfulness. So the first one, uh, I don't want to dwell on it. Uh, it's a little bit uh, self-explanatory, but it isn't speaking merely to just sexual uh, immorality. Uh, the flesh is as, as is well uh, talked about uh, is more a carnal thing, not just a, uh, a lustful uh, thing. What, what's the second category? Yeah, or, or a comment on the first. Yes, um, so that appeals to the, the second one, these, these, this idea of what I see. And what, what uh, uh, commandment does this uh, kind of allude to? Yeah, covetousness, uh, eighth, eighth uh, commandment is in play here. Uh, and then the third one, uh, what is this pride of, of life? And Matthew, I'm going to use the example you, uh, you know, told us about yourself uh, in, in this one, which is a great, yeah, I bet you can't, I bet you can't wait. Yes. Yes, so uh, this is reliance on me and not God. So uh, I, I have a phrase kind of man-centered, self-centered, not uh, God-centered. Uh, it's having a bigger 401k. Uh, because uh, I need to take care of myself. Uh, Matthew, the great example that you shared with all of us, I'm hoping, because I'm about to do it. Uh, uh, it's the idea of uh, the fear of man, what people think about us, and, and wanting to be uh, well thought of. Those are uh, uh, just some, and I'm sure there are many, many things, and if I had many, many more minutes, I would ask you to volunteer uh, uh, some of those things. Um, okay, uh, moving on, uh, let's talk a little bit about antichrists and this uh, last hour, and I believe that's uh, about all the time I'm going to have. So, Matthew, if I could, I'm on overtime if you're a soccer player. Um, to, or, or not. Um, okay, so let's, um, this is the, the first uh, of the last section that Ronnie uh, read, and he opens this up with uh, a warning, and what is that warning? Yeah, and not just the Antichrist, he also uh, says that Antichrist, uh, and a little bit uh, of a, another aspect of anti, what do we think of when we think of the Antichrist? What, what comes to mind? 
not, not worth repeating, uh, but it was funny. <laughs> so what do we think of uh, when we think of, uh, I'm, I'm kidding, but just, I, it was a little funny. Yeah, well, okay, that's, that's, that's very uh, honest. But another, yes, Ronnie. Oh, and, well, so there's the idea. It's, you know, when we think antichrist, we think Satan and absolute evil, but the context here is perhaps more instead of Christ. Uh, because what does he say about these antichrists? Where did they come from? Yeah, exactly. So at least at some point in time, they were here. And, and, and they confessed and they fit in, uh, but then they, uh, in God's providence, exposed themselves, uh, purified the church, uh, and made that error uh, uh, known. So I, I have the same imagery of Antichrist, but I just wanted to offer what this scripture reveals about antichrists, that he talks about two things, the, the capital A, antichrist, uh, and then people that are like the antichrist in that they are uh, deceived, uh, and they're trying to deceive us, Frank. Yes. Um, so, I, you know, I just wanted to throw that out there so when we kind of hear this, we don't think that it's going to be uh, incredibly obvious. Um, there are some incredibly obvious things, but the idea that there are people that are opposed to or, you know, enlightenment instead of the gospel uh, is, is offered uh, here. All right, very good. Um, let's see. Um, now, uh, there is a uh, one of the points of Calvinism that is kind of uh, implied here or discussed here. Can anyone think uh, in this scenario of uh, they were among us, they left, we stayed? What does that uh, sound like? And by process of elimination, we can, you know. Yes. Perseverance of the saints, well done. Yeah, that, that's, that's one of the uh, thoughts. Uh, the other one uh, that we uh, study uh, in our confession is the visible church. So this is also uh, a picture of what we, what we know uh, and what we see uh, in, in today uh, here in the church. And uh, that uh, is one of the, let's see, uh, Confession of Faith 17 talks about perseverance of the saints. Um, Larger Catechism 142 kind of talks about that idea of contentment uh, and the Eighth Commandment. Um, let's see, I've uh, lost my notes. Uh, that's sanctification, I forgot about that one. Anyway, I'm, I'm misplacing it, but I'll uh, encourage you to find that uh, at, as you're uh, eating lunch. Um, all right, uh, there's an important word. So he talks about this false teaching and then this is kind of my big finish, uh, which isn't going to get to the whole uh, chapter. Uh, but he compares the antichrists uh, to the saints. Uh, and there's a very powerful word, uh, anointing. And uh, you'll, you'll see words uh, about abiding. Uh, and 
first of all, uh, anointing. Uh, does anyone know uh, the uh, heritage or the, the Greek foundation of that word? Anointing. So it's the, you know, Christ. Uh, uh, so the word is uh, uh, C-H-R-I-S-N-A uh, or, or M-A, I think, Chrisma or... Yeah, Chrisma. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, um, and and what he is encouraging uh, the believers is that uh, you do not uh, need. You know the truth. Uh, back to that encouragement uh, earlier. Uh, the word abides in you. Uh, you don't need to be intimidated by, and you certainly don't need these people that claim to be enlightened uh, to teach you anything. You know, you are anointed. Uh, and that should be very powerful uh, for all of us. Uh, that gives us the confidence. Uh, we, we have to spend time in the Word. Uh, we need the Holy Spirit to help uh, uh, apply that Word in our lives. But that anointing is everything. That, that, that says we are little Christs uh, in the world. We are living stones. Uh, and we need to take that uh, to the bank. Um, any uh, thoughts, uh, sorry for using a secular um, uh, example there, uh, any, any thoughts on what anointing uh, means to you? Yeah. Uh, later in the uh, chapter, he talks about what are the two defenses we have. Uh, uh, and does anyone know what are the two things he uh, cites in uh, uh, 24 through 27? Maybe I am. Pastor Kerr, you might have to uh, cover some of the things that I skipped, but going through the end of the chapter, he kind of provides the tools. And what are those uh, tools? Yeah, so that, uh, that teaches, has the idea of teaches what, uh, you know, the word, uh, scripture. Uh, and then who, who anoints? Who applies the word uh, to us? Third person, yeah, the Holy Spirit. So those, those are the two uh, things that uh, uh, we need to be able to identify uh, error. And this scripture tells us that we can do that. We don't need man uh, to do that if we've got the word uh, and, the, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, that, uh, I, I apologize to everyone, I desperately ran over. Are there any other uh, comments before we uh, close in prayer? Okay, Tim, could I uh, ask you to uh, pray uh, for us?